What's going on, guys? Um, it's Isaiah here, and today um, we get an opportunity to be able to sit down with Caleb Reed. Um, he's one of my good friends. He's he's a mentor to me, and you guys are gonna um, like you guys are in for a treat. So um, stay tuned for that, and I'm excited to share with you this episode. It's gonna be episode eight. So. Um, hopefully you like it. Enjoy. Um, today we talk about relational equity and we talk about uh, what it means to ha- build relationships within your team. And so um, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you in the episode. Episode eight. Well, guys, welcome to the podcast episode. I'm your host, Isaiah Bosk. And today uh, with me, I have one of my good friends, um, Caleb Reed. And uh, one thing about Caleb Reed is he's a visionary. Um, he's passionate and he's driven. And one thing as well, guys, he runs a ministry called Aim Right Ministries. So, Caleb, thanks for joining on. Hey, what's up, Isaiah? Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be on here with you today. And uh pleasure to get to know you and um i know i haven't gotten to know your wife as well as i've gotten to know you but uh you talk about her all the time so i feel like i I know (laughs) her pretty good yeah yeah (laughs) well hey thanks for coming on i do appreciate it and um one thing today that we're going to be talking about for all of our listeners uh tuning in we're going to talk about building community within your team and we're also going to be talking about building relational equity in the community you serve, why it matters and where we serve and why we serve our community. And so, um, Caleb, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, uh, Stephanie, we have the privilege of, of running an organization in downtown Phoenix called Aim Right Ministries, where our main focus is working with inner city at-risk youth, helping them find direction in life. And uh, we kind of do that through three simple ways. Uh, the first is we engage. So we get to know them. We get to uh, know who they are and, and what their life looks like and, and build relationships with them. Um, and from there, we move to equipping. Um, we are uh, firm believers that Jesus needs to be at the center of everything we do. So we do our best to equip our young people with the gospel of Jesus Christ um, through a variety of programming, through discipleship and, and, and things like that. And lastly, we empower. So we, uh, we want to see the young men and women in, in the Garfield neighborhood. We want to see them be the ones uh, raising up as, as new leaders and going into their neighborhood and to their schools, to their families and being the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and, and so we empower them. Uh, we have student leaders that are, are leading their peers. We have um, different opportunities for them to um, have a platform to uh, use the things that they've been learning uh, throughout the years of being connected with AIMRIGHT. And so that's, uh, that's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, I also um, should probably highlight too, I've got a, uh, two kids, Madison and Carter. Uh, Madison's 10, Carter is six, and they are a huge uh, part of my life and my, my family and uh, my, me and my wife. And yeah, they get to, to see um, everything we do. They get to live uh, this missional life with us. And it's just been really cool to, to see them grow up in this environment, in the inner 
uh, urban core of our city and yeah, be a part of the ministry and be a part of uh, really sharing the gospel with their friends and, and kids that they interact with at school. And, you know, uh, for all of our listeners tuning in, we actually go way back um, a couple of years. And in fact, Caleb, um, Caleb and I, um, he actually I used to serve in kids ministry um, within a church that we local church that we would go to. And um, his kids would actually um, I was actually kind of like overlooking and everything. And so, um, yeah, for one, Madison, Madison was always I think one thing about her. She was always memorizing the Bible verses. <laughs> When so many of the kids wouldn't, and she would actually take the time to really actually do it. And, and that was um, really cool to see out of her um, and what she's been doing. So, um, yeah. So I, um, for all of our listeners, um, we're going to be talking about something that's super important. And it's talking about building community within the team we serve with and why this matters. And, and the one thing, guys, for all of our listeners, it's important that we as a whole are willing to build the relationships first. They have, we have to build relationships with people before we can actually get into um, really diving deep into the dirty work. And um, Caleb, talk to me about why it's important that we build community within the team we serve. Um, why is that important? Yeah, the, Isaiah, that's a great question, um, man. It is critical to, um, just, uh, our, our everyday life that we have solid community. Um, you can see all throughout scripture, all throughout the time that Jesus, uh, was living on this earth. He was all about building community, you know, uh, you know, uh, very well. He took his disciples. He had, he had 12 men, uh, young men that were under him that, that he lived life with, that he poured into. And they, they didn't just do, missional stuff all the time they built community they ate together they they uh they took breaks together and and they prayed together they did a variety of different things and um when i look at uh for example for like our team and 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 leading a variety of different people over the years um something that has been uh at the forefront for my wife and i is just building solid community so um anybody that's a part of our aim right team uh, maybe, maybe they don't volunteer, uh, every week, or maybe they, they come in once a month or, or something like that. But, but we want to do our best to make them feel a part of our family, to make sure that they are valued, to make sure that they know they have a purpose, that they serve a purpose, um, within, uh, our organization. And so, uh, that's looked different throughout the years. Um, sometimes we'll, We'll uh, do meals together. We'll have worship nights together. We'll pray together. And um, but one thing that that has really struck me uh, that is something that that we should all be doing is we need to have fun together. Um, there's sometimes we'll get together as a, a team, as our our volunteer team and our leadership teams. And um, I the last thing I want to do is talk ministry, talk kind of you know the the ministry side of things, but really get to know the people that, that are serving alongside of us. And, um, you'll, uh, if, if you do that, you will see, um, the effects of that trickle down into everything you do. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's really critical to, to the health and, and wellness of the, the ministry, the church, whatever capacity you're serving in, um, healthy community needs to be there. 
And, um, you know, I have a question within that. Um, it's not under our, our script or our notes, but um, really for me, I wanted to know how long does it really take? I mean, obviously it's probably different per person, um, but really to build that trust and build those relationships with um, so many people. Um, yeah. how, how long does it usually take before you've really kind of developed something there to where it, it's kind of, uh, it's there and you can talk, you can, um, you guys can like hang out, um, you can spend time. Uh, what are some, like, how often does it take for people, um, usually to start building that trust within what you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, I can, I can answer that question a lot easier for, for youth. Um, I know for like youth to build that trusting relationship that, that takes a, takes a minute, man. It's, uh, yeah. um, but, uh, with, with our volunteers and, and with people that are, are serving alongside of us, like you said, it, it really is, um, kind of different for everybody. Um, right. so I'll, I'm a, I'm an extrovert. I'm a people person. I've got to be around people, um, to that's just, I just need to be around people and I, I want to be interacting with people constantly. And, um, my wife, she's the exact opposite. She's an introvert. She, she's yeah, loving yeah. this quarantine because she can just be at home and she doesn't have to be out and about with, with people all the time. But for myself, even though I'm an extrovert, I'm a really guarded person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have to be able to trust somebody before I can begin to open up and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a uh, person by person. It's, it's, uh, I think, um, I think the more you just pour into somebody, the more you just take time to get to know somebody, if people don't know, or if people think that you have an agenda that you're trying to accomplish with them, then it's going to take a lot longer. Um, right. People, yeah, yeah. people know that you are sincerely interested in getting to know them, then they will, that trust will begin to be formed and, and shaped a lot quicker than if it's just like you have an agenda. Um, for example, the first time we, you and I sat down for coffee, um, I just wanted to get to know you. I just wanted to hear your story. I didn't have an agenda other than getting to know Isaiah. And so I think that's really key when, when you look at that is like, there can't be an agenda. You can't be like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to give this, but I want to get this from you. Um, it has to be, I just need to get to know you. Um, so for some people, uh, it might take a year for some people. It could take a couple of weeks. Um, I know different people I've sat down with and, and just, we instantly click. Um, it's like the, the flip of a switch, man. Like, like it's, it's instant. You, you just feel that connection. You feel that, that kind of energy or whatever that, mm-hmm. um, that you're able to trust that person. And, and I've had that. Um, and I've also had it where, where it takes a lot longer. Yeah, so um, you, that's and that's good because I feel like um, when I was sitting down with you for coffee um, the first time, um, I obviously for me too. Um, on my drive there, I, I was feeling nervous, and the reason why I get that when I'm kind of like when I don't know somebody enough because I don't know how they're going to be about things. Uh-huh. And um, it's just kind of like almost like a defense mechanism that goes up and you're just like, Oh, I don't, I don't know because, and you're afraid you don't want to get hurt. Um, yeah. and, and those types of things. So, um, but I found that um, when we were sitting down, um, the conversation kept going and going and, and 
those tend to, I feel like, um, you know, I think, I think one thing we can look at is with people, people tend Mm -hmm. to be around people that they, um, that they feel, um, have a common, like something common in, in some case. Um, and people feel like they can relate more to it. So they're, they want to surround themselves around those types of people. Um, you know, when, when those common, um, you know, those common things that each person is doing, um, changes it tends to kind of back backdrop back and we tend to go into um maybe a different group of interest of people and i find that interesting that when we look at it um that kind of plays a a route in just how we build our relationships and foundations with people um yeah i have one i have another question what are some benefits of developing a strong relationship with my team um how how does that play out and um why does it, what benefits from that um, when you have a strong relationship yeah. with it within your team? Yeah. Well, I, I think for one, um, and, and again, this goes across, I, I really truly believe any, any kind of setting where you're serving, whether it's the local church, whether it's a, uh, a youth ministry, whether it's a, a college ministry or, or whatever it is, if, if we have a solid team, um, we're going to be able to, to, to work together you know, uh, well, right. We're going to be able to, we're going to be able to, to work together. Um, almost kind of like that. Uh, I kind of think of it as that kind of relationship where you know what each other's thinking. Um, and, and you have a good enough relationship that, um, man, when you're in the thick of, of whatever it is of, of serving or of a program or of a church service, um, you, you've got people around you that, you know, you can count on that you can rely on, um, not only because they're there serving, but because you have a solid relationship built with them. And, um, I really, I really feel like that's one of the best, uh, the added benefits of this and, and, and kind of the fruit of, of working on building a solid team is, is you've got people around you. They share the same, uh, passions. They share the same mission and vision of moving, forward and, and advancing the kingdom. And, um, yeah, there's, there's people there that you can rely on. And, um, you know, sometimes you got, you got different instances where, where you can have some volunteers that might just flake out on you. Um, and if you have a solid relationship with them, you can go and you can approach them and you can say, Hey bro, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Is there something happening in your life? Um, and, and it's, it just really creates this healthy environment where not only are your, is your team going to thrive, but the, for example, for us, the youth that we're serving, if they look at our team and they see that we're healthy, what we're doing is we're modeling for them what the church should look like, right? Yeah, we should have strong, we good. should have strong community. We should be working together. And if they see that, bro, they're going to desire that. And they're going to want to be a part of what we have. And so, um, for example, like we've got some, some youth guys right now, uh, some high school students that they just want to be in community with our leaders. And I really, truly believe it's because from the top down, um, I hate to say it that way, but like, you know what I mean? Like from the, from, from the, from, from the top down, we've built this organization to be relational. We built it to have community. And so, um, that trickles down into, um, the youth that we're serving and, and we want that to be at the forefront of what we're doing um, 
we want to set a good example for them to see uh, our team working together, um, enjoying coffee together, enjoying a meal together and, and things like that. And so um, those are definitely some of the benefits that come from having a strong relationship with your team. Um, and two, it's, uh, it's, it's people that you can be vulnerable with. Um, I know for many people, especially here in uh, the, the U- U.S., uh, we don't want to be vulnerable with people. We don't want to uh, share our dirty laundry, right? We don't want to. We don't want to air our dirty laundry. And so, but I feel like, man, if we have a community of people that are surrounding us, and um, right, we got to do this with with some wisdom. But if if people know the things that we're dealing with, if we're just honest with people, man, we're gonna we're gonna be at such a healthier place than if we're just trying to hide. Um, behind some, some mask, some, you know, uh, just, yeah, hide behind a mask. And I think, um, with that, I, I find that to be so intriguing because, um, you know, as a, like, as a team, uh, I found that, um, when I was building relationships with, with our students, um, the ones that I was really spending time with, like really taking the time, I, it may have taken some time, um, but what I found is, is over time, um, if you really get into their interests, you get into what they're about, who they are, mm-hmm. um, you actually really can get to know them on a level um, that doesn't feel, they don't feel like they're being treated as kids. They feel like they're being treated as adults. And to them, yeah. that matters to them. Yeah. And so... I found that when I was developing this relationship with one of our kids, um, as time has gone along, like he'll, he'll tell me things about within our ministry and within the leadership and will tell me things um, that he feels like, oh, maybe this could be addressed or maybe this could be brought up. He's suggesting things without me asking. And it's amazing, too, because the same kid is um, we, we're doing these devotions every week and he's been mm-hmm. doing them every he's not missed one day since we started and we've done we've done a whole month's worth that's awesome and so i just find that to be crazy and it's all because of really taking the time um you know to get to know that person and um you know i've had some of our kids they've came up and said well i don't know if i believe in god and there's always that question that always comes around um yeah. What I find to be so interesting is when you really can get to know the kid as time goes along, you really can actually tell them why you can share why this and they actually will listen. Um, we got a chance to sit down with one of our kids because he was having um, trouble really kind of understanding. And I actually then went back in our regular history books and was showing him as because he was he's interested in that stuff. But at the same time, yeah. um, I went back and showed him. Um, how much proof there is about the Bible being real and authentic That's cool, and man. everything. Um, like they're literally being so many hints here and there that are showing, you know, we even talked about the garden of Eden. And so I found yeah. that to be um, so interesting. Um, so you really can get to know your kids or get to know your team. If you really dive into what they're doing, be about them. Yeah. Don't be about yourself. Don't be about what you're doing. Don't, don't ask them things that is kind of necessarily in just your interest. Ask them about them. And I find that, that when you do that over time, they, you really can develop those relationships. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And two, can I just add yeah. something real quick? This kind of, kind of popped into my mind here is, is, you know, as leaders, you know, we are the ones that we need to set the example. Um, and, and, you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of leaders out there that are, are inward focused, that are, they're focused on themselves. And, um, you know, as leaders, I really believe that God is calling us to, um, you know, uh, be that sacrifice, sacrificial leader and, and really, like you just said, with your young person, with the, the, the student that you guys were working with, um, it's so critical that we do that with our, our team. And we just, we're here to serve them. I've, I see a lot of leaders. I've seen it in pastors. I've seen it across the board. I've, I, this kind of idea, well, I'm the, I'm the one, I'm the top man on the, the, the team here. I'm the, I'm the leader. I'm the director. I'm the senior pastor, whatever you're here to serve me. And it's the exact opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see in scripture, Jesus wash feet, right? Jesus and, and yeah. washing feet, right? That is this, uh, job that is meant technically, you know, back in the day, right. It was meant for, not for, for him. Um, it was, it, that was the job of a servant, but yet Jesus got down to the level he got down on his knees and he served the people that were were following him. And so um, I think, you know, you and I as as young, younger leaders, uh, you're younger than me. But uh, but, you know, if we can help to create this um, environment for for leaders, or create this um, desire for leaders to be servant leaders, to to lead well and to serve their team well. Um, I think in the next couple of years here, we're going to see that flip and we're going to see an amazing um, thing take place where, um, you know, people are, are running uh, towards a leader, not because they're, you know, the best dressed or, or anything like that, but because they truly are a servant leader. And right. um, so and I think um, we can look at this, too, in in just in history over the last like 10 years. And um, we've kind of pushed an agenda. Um, almost yeah. to kind of it, it matters more about how we present ourselves rather than what we do and like within our our health of our youth ministry or our church or whatever we do but um, we've been more focus driven on us on what we wear so that we can try and feel like we fit into the crowds of what everyone else is doing but what we come to realize is that the kids aren't, they don't necessarily care about what you wear. They care about how you are to them. And I think um, even as leaders too, in other areas, like within our, our leadership teams, um, if we're not focused necessarily on um, building the relationships with them, we can look all, all presentable on the outside. Yeah. But really, mm-hmm. where is the health within, within our team? And that matters more than any of that because we can't do, we can we can almost present ourselves. You know, social media is such a big thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. So we can we can make ourselves look nice and dandy on, on screen and all of that. But really, where is the health within our ministry? Are we developing a strong team um, so that we can continue to thrive in the long run? Because if we're not, what happens is is we tend to then burn out. We tend to lose out on opportunities and all of those things um, because yeah. we didn't take the time to really go back and take a step back and go, 
I need to work on relationships first over um, all the other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can speak from experience, man. Like, like I'll, I'll be the first one to say that, that there's been times where I have not put uh, this in the forefront of what we do. Um, and, you know, people are going to be quick to bounce to, uh, to, to, to head out and, and uh, say, see you later. If, if you don't take in uh, or if you don't care for your team, like they need to be cared for. And, and I've had it happen. I've, I've uh, been there and I've, I've been a part of, of some, some situations that have, have gone South and, you know, that's, I, I admit fault in those and, but um, you know, we got to be quick to forgive and, and can, you know, move forward. And um, yeah. So um, yeah, this is something that's really, truly close to my heart, to my wife's heart uh, is caring for our team. And thankfully my wife's uh, one of her spiritual gifts is hospitality. She mm. loves just being hospitable to, uh, I think that's the right word, hospitable. Uh, she loves serving and, and just uh, opening up our home. She loves making meals for people uh, and just serving others in that way. And so uh, I feel like we complement each other in this. And um, if we're, if we're uh, working together well, then we're killing it um, and, and we're doing a great job. So, yeah. And, you know, when I, when I came in and visited your team, and your ministry, um, I found it to be when I walked in that room and she was in there sitting down, um, she was just very welcoming. And I love yeah. that because um, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I, I, I didn't belong there. Like I felt like I actually was a part of what you guys were doing. And so mm-hmm. um, that was really great for me. Um, you know, and one one more thing for all of our listeners, we're going to be talking one more thing about this, and we're going to be talking about building relational equity in the community you serve. And so, Caleb, um, tell me how important it is for me to build relationships within my community and not just my team um, within the yeah. community. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, this is this is key, man. Um if, if we don't get to, if, if, if God has called us to a place to serve, um, if he has called us into a local church, if he has called us into um, a, a local youth ministry or, or something like that, if we don't know the community and the people we're serving, then we're going to fail and we're going to fail quickly. Um, and so it is critical. Um, I was at a conference. It was the uh, uh, alpha conference a couple of years ago. And, and one of the speakers drew this diagram and he said, how, how many of you can say that, you know, the neighbors that live in front of you, that live beside you, that live behind you. And kind of like, just, it was this close knit circle, but he's like, how many of you guys can say that, you know, everybody living around you. And I was like, I was able to stand up because I've gotten to know everybody that lives around us. And um, when I think about Garfield and the neighborhood that we're serving, um, that's a primary, primarily Latino community. And um, my wife and I have had to get to know the families. We've had to get to know that culture. Um, and and so, um, you know, going into a neighborhood, going into a community, um, first of all, you just have to know what makes that community the community that it is. And um you know, we have gotten to be a part of so many amazing 
celebrations within the community because we've taken the time to get to know and build relationships with people within the community. Um, about 12 years ago, I got to be a part of a young lady's quinceanera. Um, and uh, I got my, my wife, we weren't married at the time. Um, this was back in like 2005. Uh, but we were in the limo. We got to go to the park and take pictures with um, the whole group. And, and we got to go to the to the celebration and we had a special table and, and we were a part of this quinceanera. And from there, that relationship with that family just continued to grow. Um, they invited us over for Thanksgiving every year. They, when we were in town for Christmas, they would invite us for Christmas and every wow. birthday party and baby shower. Um, and it really, what we saw within the Latino community is, man, they value they value relationships, they value family, um, and they celebrate every little thing. And I love it. And um, so, so we just got to know the community and what makes them click, what makes them tick. Um, and, and it's gotten us to this and, and I, it's gotten us into these relationships that I will never forget. Um, there's a lot of families that we have standing like open invitations to come to any party or event that they have. Um, and uh, for one family in particular, every time we're at their birthday parties, um, I always get a tap on the shoulder and they said, Hey, Caleb, we need you to help with the pinata. Um, <laughs> now, granted, I'm the, I'm the biggest guy and I can hold the, the rope the highest or whatever, but, but it's just really been cool to see all these relationships that have been formed and built because we took the time to get to know the community that God has called us to serve. And I, I, I kind of go back to, to what I said earlier. I've seen so many leaders and so many different churches fail in this because they don't take the time to meet the people that are right outside their front door, that are right outside uh, their church property or, or whatever. And so, um, you know, God's called us to, to serve here in downtown Phoenix, and we're going to continue to get to know our neighbors and know the people that we're serving and we meet new people on the week on uh every every week and uh we get to know them and we get to know their name and we get to know uh what they love to do and and that's where that kind of that relational equity what you put into it when you pour into somebody and you get to truly know them that opens up a door for you to speak truth for you to speak into their life and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and, and you see, you, again, you see in the life of Jesus, um, Jesus had all authority and power to do everything at the, the, the snap of his fingers. Right. But we see him taking the time to get to know, um, the communities and, and the people that he was serving. I, I think of him at, at the well, um, it was with the Samaritan woman. Right. And, and he sat there and he talked to her and he didn't just like condemn her. He just, he got to know her and, and uh, that opened up this door for her, him to speak truth and to see uh, transformation take place in her life. Mm. You know, um, just being realistic with everyone who's, who's listened to this podcast episode. And it's this, um, for me and my wife, we, we didn't do um, this in the beginning and us stepping into youth ministry 
um, with having no experience whatsoever, um, we, mm-hmm. we came in and we didn't focus and prioritize the things that mattered most. We were more focused on getting those kids in the room and hoping for development between community. But what we realized is, yes, it created community, but it didn't create community with us. It created community within um, the ministry itself. And that actually then over time has has actually affected the ministry in a not so great way because of the way we've um, we didn't take the time in the beginning to really develop those relationships. And so for all of our listeners, the reason why I'm sharing this is because it is so important if you have a ministry mm-hmm. of some sort right now and you're in it, you're in a space right now where you're trying to figure out what it is that you need to do personally to build relationships. It is important that we that we take the time to really get to know our students what whatever ministry it is you're in young adult ministry children's ministry um you can even develop leaders within your kids ministry which is amazing but i think you if you're listening to this and you're just like man i don't know what i need to do focus on the relationships first focus Mm -hmm. on not worrying about the stage the not worrying about um, how you do youth service, but really take the time to um, actually take time to know your students. And I mean, if you have to pull away from doing a church service and be up there and speaking a message, do that because they're not necessarily going to be listening to that. They're going to listen to how you talk to them personally, and they're going to want that. Um, so for those who are tuning in, don't make the same mistake I made. And um, I think it's just important that we be real here because um, it's just important. I mean, we we all make mistakes. And so um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just important that we all take the time to really develop the relationships, not only within our our church, but we need to do it within the community we're serving. Um, You know, being about what's outside of the church, not just what's within the church building. And, um, you know, Chris Durso, he shared this. If, if those of you who know Chris Durso, Chris Durso is in New York City um, and he runs Saint Ch- Saints Church. Um, he's now the senior pastor there. But one thing about him is that he shared on a leadership um, meeting that I, I sat in and, and watched um, was this. He said, he said, our focus should be, he's focused on the community within and what we serve, meaning when we do so, what matters most is the relationships we have with the community. And so what he told me, he, he had said in this meeting, this leadership meeting within a bunch of youth pastors and youth ministries, he said this, he said, he said, take a small team out into the community and start going door by door and actually getting to know your neighbors, mm-hmm. getting to know the people around you and not just and, and be there to bring the church to them. Don't be about yeah. bringing them to your building because uh, that's not what it's about. Uh, so, you know, Caleb, thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate yeah, your time so much. If there's one thing you could give advice to our viewers, uh, what would it be and why? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I when I read that question earlier, it's like, man, how am I going to answer that? Um, but uh, but just as we've been talking um 
and and just that after what you just shared, I, I kind of confirms what I just wrote down like three minutes ago. Um, but it's this, uh, man, wherever you are today, um, if you're a leader, if you are leading a team, if you are leading youth, um, I would encourage you to stop, stop and take a break, stop for a few minutes um, and, and kind of do a health check of your team. Um, you know, make sure, are you, do you know the team that you're serving? Have you checked in on them during this time? And, and have you stayed connected with them during this whole, you know, social distancing, um, these stay at home orders and, and things like that, but, but stop and take a few minutes or take the rest of the day and just grab a, a piece of paper and begin to write down and, and do like a little health check of the organization that you're leading or the church that you're leading or the youth group that you're leading and, and say, ask those tough questions. Um, am I focusing on the relationships that I have? And am I really focusing on them to uh, pour into to those people or, or am I doing it for myself? Um, and, and I gotta be honest, there's been times where, where I've asked myself this question and I've had to, to, to repent and ask for forgiveness because it became about me and it became about, you know, my agenda and, and trying to, you know, fulfill my need when, when it needs to be about others. And, um, if, if you do that today, I really believe that, that moving forward, if you take the action steps and, and, and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pour into my team better than I was. And, and I'm going to start, you know, getting together with them, um, on a consistent basis and just getting to know them. Um, I, I really feel like that's going to help, uh, your organization, your church, your youth ministry thrive, uh, and move forward and you're going to have a healthy team. Um, and, and I think that's, it's kind of what's on my heart to, to leave with you today is just do that health check, take some time and, and see, see how things are looking right now. Hmm. And um, Caleb, thanks for just coming on, dude. I I appreciate you so much, and for uh, just kind of the mentorship you've had in my life, um, the, the yeah, amount man. of time you've taken to pour into me um, and everything. And um, Caleb, guys, is an incredible leader um, in every sphere. He's been leading his ministry for twelve years, um, twelve plus years, and um, you know he's just dedicated to reaching the community. And, and I don't know anyone here in Arizona um, who actually um, really dives deep into the community and, and really builds those relationships. So Caleb, thanks for coming on. Um, Thank you for taking time out of your day. And uh, we're so grateful to have you. Thank you. Thanks Isaiah. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Later, man. Hey guys, well, thanks for tuning in to the episode today um, as we sat down with Caleb Reed um, and he blessed us with some of his um, talk on a relational equity and wisdom on, uh, you know, building relationships within your team and why that's so important. And so um, hope you do appreciate it. Um, usually we'll be putting out these episodes once every week, usually on Thursdays. Today we're releasing this on Friday, um, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Now, um, make sure if you if you like what you saw, make sure to give us a follow. Um, and as well as that, um, you guys can 
give us a review. That definitely helps us in any capacity possible um, when we're able to get the word out more to more people. And that's what we want to do. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.